This is Abnormal Entertainment. Welcome to Masterpiece Theater. This is Kevin Moyers hosting the Mad Libs, Masked Libs, today. And uh, let's start out with the Masked Blogster. Exclamation! Grand Canyon! <laughs> okay. You'll know why in a second. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's your show, but get out. Right? Pandering. Ass kisser. Yeah. All right. And uh, a new guest, his new, Alex his from brown. Grand Canyon Brewing. A noun. We need a noun. Tree? All right. Our next guest, Taylor. We are going to need an adjective. Nice. He was a little far from the mic, so he said spacey. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. <laughs> now we have uh, Sam from Grand Canyon. Adjective. Shiny. All right. Yes. Mini Mandy. It's not just me. Color. Color. <laughs> Royal blue. Royal blue. Mm. Not as exciting as say puce. <laughs> Colts hat, and I know Sam doesn't like it. Go Jags. Gross. As we say to the people that celebrate the South, you guys lost. Get over it. Thank you. Uh, Frankie G, adverb. Scantily. Nice. Mass Blogster, adjective. Squiggly. All right. We're back to Alex. Plural noun. Orbs. Orbs? Worms or orbs? Worms. Worms. Okay. With a W. Worms? Worms. That's it. Taylor, adjective. Getting delightful. close. Delightful. 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 Uh, oh, man. Throw that there. <laughs> <laughs> so Grand Canyon's getting a bill for twelve ninety five. <laughs> All right, Sam. Verb past tense. Past tense verb. Let's see. Mini Mandy. Verb ending in ing. Drinking. Hmm. All right. Frankie G, adjective. Uh, uh, uh. Fucky. Fucky. Mass Blogster, adjective. Adjective. Smelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, last last round here. Alex, adjective. Uh, uh, I've really lost my mind. Um, 
Rough? All right. No, Trebek. All right, Taylor, a noun. Gotcha. Nice. That actually works. Uh, and the last one, Sam, adjective. Courageous. Mm. Wow. <laughs> we made it through that entire thing without cum taints, shards. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't realize. I'm disappointed you, in all of you. I didn't realize you were participating <laughs> with educated folks. It's a first for us. All right. This is brain power. Grand Canyon cried Lex Luthor. My energy absorbing robot has you trapped, cyborg, and there's nothing you can do. Cyborg, the half-human, half-tree superhero, was trapped by Luther's own spacey robot. Its shiny mechanical eyes gave off royal blue beams that were scantily draining all the power from Cyborg. Soon you'll be too squiggly to move, and you'll belong to me. I can harness your robotic worms and use them for my own delightful plans, Luther said. Cyborg knew that once his power level drunk past a certain point, he would be at Luther's mercy. But then Cyborg realized that the evil and deadly robot was drinking up his own power at a fucky and steady rate. And that gave him a smelly idea. If you want my power this badly, you can take it. Take it all at once, Cyborg cried, and let wow. loose a rough burst of energy. The overload of energy was too much for the evil knight, and with a loud boom, it collapsed into a courageous pile of metal. There you go. Very beautiful. Take it all at once was printed in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need need a courageous pile of money. Right? That's what I need. I mean, my pile of money is to do a I'll follow on that sort. So there you have it. So we do have Grand Canyon Brewing with us, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we're at the grid. And what are you guys drinking, or what are you... you, uh, Bringing to everybody here. Yeah, you got to bring that in. I know you talk with your hands. So right now I'm just drinking uh, a local brew since they are, are currently not have us on rotation. But uh oh, cranberry swifty from our homies over at Twelve West is always delightful. Gilbert, Arizona. I like them. I don't know if your mic's on. Your mic is not on. That's been amazing. No. No. No, I think it just shut off when it got yeah, moved. So <laughs> so he's drinking a Cranberry Swifty. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Cranberry Swifty, local delight. From yeah. West? 12 West is another From, good. Yeah, 12, yeah. 12, 12 West out of, out of Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12 West is good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good people. We're uh, doing a collaboration beer with them uh, next Tuesday. Nice. Uh, for Arizona Beer Week in February. What? We'll be launching that at Bottle Shop 48 on uh, Jan- or February 8th. Okay. What what, what, what kind of beer? beer? What, what style? Yeah. So that beer will be a sour. Uh, we'll, we'll do it uh, not through spontaneous fermentation, but a, a process called kettle souring. The idea is is that we we're collaborating with Bottle Shop Forty Eight and Twelve West um, for an event called uh, Gnarly Nostalgia Nightmare. Nice. Uh, and so I'm a I'm a product of the '80s and raised in the '90s. Uh, yes, it's the best. Oh, what, 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 what a great time to be alive, right? That's and, right. Uh, mm. So the idea is we're going to have like a Bobbit tournament. We're going to have some, some, some pogs going on, little rock'em, sock'em, 
some gushers and fruit by the foot, some 90s candy food pairings. They have like 90s music. Uh, a couple of my favorite takeaways are like Eddie Murphy's uh, My Girl Party All the Time, like some Jamiroquai. Yes. I'm having custom Grand Canyon MC Hammer pants like done up for the event. <laughs> nice. Um, so the beer, which is what we're talking about. <laughs> um, the idea was is I have always had an affinity for um, I've always had an affinity for uh, just nerddom in general yeah. and uh, the high C ecto cooler has always been on like my yeah. top like surge and like all those yep. gnarly drinks that they like had and got rid of like that was you know it was the it was the Ghostbusters promotion obviously yeah. mm-hmm. and it was just so so cool and the flavor was so great I mean they even brought it back a few yeah, years ago when I believe the Lady Reboot came out yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for, for sure. And so uh, we wanted to make something that is going to capture that, that uh, not only that flavor, but that image, that, that green ecto-cooler, like, visual. So the whole kind of idea is is to work with the, the, the cats over at Bottle Shop 48. They're amazing human beings. Uh, they've really made that space into something very special. Um, I... I don't have enough time to, to say all of the positive things in my brain about that place. And so we wanted to, like, just do something with them. And me and Noel Garcia from 12 West have always been super close. So we just sat down one day and just kind of wanted to do that. And then, you know, we got uh, Sam involved and Bottle Shop 48 just kind of came up immediately. And so we just kind of went from there. Nice. That's awesome. So yeah. is it going to be green? Yes, it, it's. Uh, nice. I, I just. That's, I mean, I that's have the most it. important element, like that weird glowing green. It has to be like almost slime green. Yeah. yeah so yeah, the green. idea is to capture the color. We've actually been in group chat all day trying to figure that part out. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting the color is almost, if not more important, probably than getting the taste exactly like ecto cooler. I don't think. I think maybe like six people on earth remember what that drink tastes like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely do. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember. If you ask me if it tastes accurate, I'm gonna lie to your face of the way. Uh, <laughs> it only tastes like, exactly the same. It yeah. tastes exactly like my childhood. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> and, and homage does not have to be exact. Like Uncle Tim. Well, I mean, I told you that in confidence, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Don't worry, our editor will take that out. <laughs> we have an editor now? <laughs> oh, well then. <laughs> I should have cut out a lot of shit I've said over the last, I don't know, seven years. Yeah, this whole politics thing isn't going to work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> or it can. Or it can, yeah. You can say whatever, apparently. Yeah. All depends on ratings. Yes. Say whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds good, and I love sours. Sours how, are great. Like sours and imperial stouts are my two favorite things, and they're completely different. But yeah, yeah. those are those. I mean, I guess. Uh, I mean, sorry, I'm just always going to ramble on at length anytime someone. Please no, no, that's why you're here. Uh, put a hot. Why you're here? No, 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 uh, you're here. <laughs> so I love, I love flavor dichotomy, right? Yeah. So. That's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Sour and stout, and that's multi. That's that's like sugar driven. That's just heavy on the palate. Yeah. Those are two ridiculously separated flavor profiles, and that's kind of where I find the most pleasure in life: mm-hmm. uh, texture differentiation and flavor dichotomy. Right. So yeah. you're eating sushi, and it's soft and ricey, and the, and the fish is mushy, and then you have the crispy tempura. Incredible. 
right? Yeah. And then like sweet and salty, one of the best flavored dichotomies on earth, right? Two separate things. Yeah. And so I'm always super intrigued by people's palates and like how that kind of works. And that's really great because like when I drink stouts and I drink big stouts, like I just think of caramel, thick, yep. just hammered oil. out, just oil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, viscous, yeah. big bodies. Yeah, over... 50,000 miles overdue oil change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for sure. And you just, you can smell Chew the it. ethanol coming off the yeah. glass. Yeah. The better the better. And yeah. then you slide over to sours, and depending upon what lane you're in, I mean, you're getting like just, you know, lactobialis or bretomyces or whatever kind of sour bacteria strain is coming off of it. You know, uh, there's usually a, a fruit-driven style, and fruit being the exact opposite of right. every flavor, like yeah. chocolate and caramel that's in a yeah. So that's... It's super incredible, and I, I always find those kind of things interesting. Um, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I don't really, I guess, have a point, but I'm just always super intrigued by those kind of, like, those, uh, like, everyone's palate's super different. You know? Yeah. Uh, in my lifetime, I was I was teaching at a bartending school, lecturing kids about how they we had just, just surpassed the number of breweries that were open before Prohibition, mm-hmm. and I'm now working with a brewery, and, and we have, like, nearly 6,000 breweries in operation, at any given time, and you know that's not possible without uh, palate diversity yeah. and the way everyone kind of likes things. And you know, you, you kind of find yourself like the first IPA I drank, I thought was horrible. The first sour I drank was horrible. The first yeah. everything I've drank, it's horrible. Yeah. And but over time, you, you 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 your palate adjusts. It learns to pull what it likes. I mean, I can drink a, a Steel Reserve Two Eleven and and allow my palate <laughs> to pull the sweet, you know. High gravity waste. Oh, yeah. and, and, and I, I can't tell you what my. Yeah. I can't tell you what my palate does when I do that. Yeah. Well, well, I, well, when, you're, other, when you're on the road, you don't have a lot of choices. When yeah, you're that's trying true. To sleep in a night's in with a thread count of four on the sheet. So sometimes you have to make some some, some uh, uh, fiscal decisions. See, for me, my hand pulls toward the sink, and I dump it out. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. uh, no, no one's trying to drink Sometimes still reserved for a good time. No. Yeah. Um, but in a pinch, you can. Uh, I just over time, I feel that like uh, the more flavors you understand, like you can drink a beer that's not maybe super great, but understand what you do like about it. I like right. to celebrate what I like. I like to lift up what's positive. I don't. I don't feel you have to, you know, put down to bring up. So I'm just. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm always driving to like what, what. What am I liking here? What, what, like, I've tasted beer that wasn't great yeah uh but i drive into it right and i'm trying to find what i want what I, what, what i'm after because at the end of the day every single beer is a, is is you know we're, we're surrounded by art here yeah and, it, and it's appropriate to talk about i guess every beer brewed is, is is a mural it's it's a canvas not everyone's a winner i mean i have a daughter who's an artist there's several in the trash can it's it's not a perfect <laughs> process yeah it's not a perfect process hey every those Amber Ale has its competitors but, yeah. when, but when yeah. I look at art, and I love art, I, I, I love to see what the artist is trying to see, because I can't see that. You know, and... Yeah, there, yeah, there's so many styles, so many interpretations, and so I always try to drive in and find what I like. Um, that said, there's tons of horrible beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that Coyote beer from Santan. That was rough. That was really It's rough. been a long time since I've poured out a beer. I poured out that beer. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I, tried I hate it. you I a little for that, Kevin. Two different times, and I, I just couldn't finish it. Yeah. It's, it was the hibiscus or whatever was in there. No, it I just, can't. It did not do it for me. Yeah. But, you know, I, other than that, I like everything else they've had. So, 
I mean, you're bound like, to have something. Yeah, I, I've never had an opportunity to have that beer personally. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Santan's been, you know, putting out hitters for yeah. many years. And they have some great beers. Not that I one. mean, hibiscus is always, a, I think, an inherent risk no matter what. Sure. Because it's so flavorly aggressive. Like, we used chamomile and a wit. And, I mean, you know, it's... Which one was that? Uh, that was the... Um, Whittier than yeah, Mao. they had that yeah. breast tab. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Jason like, free plug. It's like yeah. she's been there before. I, yeah. I really like that pistachio. Who what ply toilet paper they sell? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that pistachio. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was good. That was a collaboration with... Arizona, that was our second collaboration yeah. with Arizona Wilderness. Ari- yeah. And they okay. do a good pecan pie. Yeah, so that makes uh, sense. It was good. So we collaborated American Presidential Stout with Arizona Wilderness in 2014. Uh, and then we collaborated uh, Pistachio about 18 months after that. Pistachio was good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I dug that one. Yeah. And so, then they, I don't remember the, is it Warlike Machine? Is that what it's called? Oh. I like, War, I like War that like one Mercury. too. Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, that one was interesting. That, 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 name, alo- that, 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 that <laughs> name alone is kind of punny. Uh, so. Uh, our brewer, Steve, actually left us to go to Four Hands. Uh, or, sorry, he came from Tired Hands to us and left us to go do Urban Family Project. He's always been a nomad brewer. Yeah. He's, uh, he's an incredible human being. Uh, and he made, like, a handful of, like, super crazy cool beers while he was with us. Yeah. War Like Mercury was one of them. That was good. It, it, it was. Uh, Berlin-esque was another one he did. Um, you know, he, he, uh, he, he put out one or two all right beers uh, that really kind of, like, changed the direction we were kind of looking at when he was with us and then you know uh our leadership under josh ward his um you know he took uh control i think slightly after steve, steve was a steve was a brewer and then he left and then our head brewer left shortly after and after that josh kind of went to our leadership role and he had come to us from hangar 24 yeah uh and he's just kind of changed the whole landscape of what we're doing ever since so it's been it's been fun to kind of play around with all these crazy different styles, see what we're good at, see what we're not. We've been surprised at some of the stuff we're actually good at. So, um, won a lot of gold, uh, a lot of medals last year. Yeah, yeah congratulations! Made, uh, new, yeah. With a, a lot of new uh, brewers. So. And you guys grew because you expanded to. We are liquors. quite large now. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, That's third nice. third largest like physical brew house in the state. It's enormous. It's forty barrels. Uh, I mean, wow. someone will probably correct me on that. But, um, you know, we're 10 years old. We built, uh, on five and a half acres, we built five buildings. Uh, they cost about $5 million. Wow. And, uh, there's a lot of fives, and I don't know yeah. if that was on purpose or not. But Go with it. Yeah, we're just trying to. Uh, I think there's a 555 beer coming. <laughs> on a five-star scale. Uh, pending, yeah. uh, I'll send you a cease and desist. It's fine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah so, um, you know, our growth is incredible. Um, you know, we, we, we faced uh, a ton of hardships on the way. Uh, our growth was not easy by any stretch of the imagination. Sure. Being a, being yeah. a production-only brewery, like, two and a half hours away from the fifth largest metropolis in the U.S. is not the easiest thing under anyone's roof. But we... Uh, we prevailed. We got through some of our issues, mainly uh, getting a, a tap room in, in, in a way to engage people in our process. Yeah. You know, we were kind of born in a different era of beer, you know. Like, we didn't used to need the storytelling arm of it. We didn't need the... Right. You know, we just produced quality beer and put it into the market, and it was accepted. And and and, I, and I'm nothing but excited that we've gone from, like, we I think we're 11 or 12 in the state for breweries, and I think we have a... Uh, 
like over 90 active breweries and over 100 active brewery licenses in the state. Yeah. And and I love it. It, it creates this innovation and this hunger for everyone. And even we've had to steer into like spontaneous fermentation, barrel aging, and stuff we're not generally comfortable with, Belgian styles. Right. Uh, just to kind of see what's out there and see what we might want to pursue. Um, we're not trend chasers by any stretch, but uh, it's it's been an trend interesting starters, few actually. years <laughs> for our, our growth. In the state, trend starter is definitely the right descriptor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I mean, I love Direwolf, uh, and uh, that was something that was super crazy. We we took a beer. It's a seasonal. We already like smoked that. We already aged wood in it, yeah. and then we poured that and. He- uh, Heaven Hill Burn Barrels, uh, which, you know, are almost kind of worth their own weight in, in, in probably silver, maybe not gold, but yeah. Heaven Hill Burn Barrels are, are solid burn barrel aging stuff. And we just in- outright inoculated them with bacteria in our warehouse. Just didn't even try to keep them healthy. Yeah. Um, and then poured beer into them and just tossed in a whole bunch of plums and cherries and just got weird with it, you know? Yeah. And uh, it created this incredible <laughs> beer that... You know, is 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 garnered us a a, a a ton of accolades that we probably don't deserve, <laughs> but one hundred percent deserve all. You deserve it. It's a fantastic beer. It's so awesome to be a part of that. This is whenever I started, like middle of my first year, came into the brewery, got to be a part of the like the bottling process, and to then see the beer brewed and then be a part of the uh, the reveal. Yeah. was insane, and then we that's, won a gold medal at uh, Strong Beer Fest. That's so cool. For the wild fermentation. Process, so. Nice. We also, yeah. uh, I mean, to be fair, Best in Show at Brewers Bowl. And now he's bragging. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, hey, a, huge, a, it's a huge trophy that's that I fact. have to give back in two days, so you know what? Uh, I'm going to talk about it. Enjoy yeah. it while you can. It's been a good It's well. been a good 11 and a half months. Yeah, I mean. Uh, always focus on what you do well, you know. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're built to lose, right? I mean, there's a billion things you're not good at or never can be good at. Mm-hmm. Find what you're good at and you excel at it, man, and, and, and never hide it. And that's what we're about. And, and we love the outdoors. And, we, you know, we've been around 10 years. And there's no reason to stop. You know, craft beer is in a dot-com style boom right now. Yeah. There's no reason not to just push forward. And, 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 and you know, we're not salesmen. We're storytellers. You know, we have a story to tell. And we have you know, a journey that we've gone on. And, and we share that with people and we build relationships. And, you know, I, I don't want to sell beer to someone I don't like and I don't want someone who doesn't like me to buy my beer. Um, that said, I'll still take people's money. Don't confuse it. <laughs> well, but, we also but, but, want... but, but the relationships I build are, 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 are intentive and because right. everything is driven through community and collaboration, which are the only things that drive me in this industry, the fact that I am friends with all these incredible people in the industry and we can collaborate and, and, and share tips and tricks, I wouldn't know half of what I know without other people smarter than me, ahead of me in this industry. And we just, it, it's its this awesome brotherhood of just incredible talent. And eventually it's going to come to a head where we have to, like, be real and compete. I mean, we, we get it now, but, like, yeah. well, we can just be in this dot-com style boom and everyone can just high-five and be successful and... You know, I, I look at the Husses, and I look at 12 West, and I look at the Beer Research Institute, and I look at, like, Ren House and Dark Sky. And, I mean, I could name a, a, a thousand other breweries, like Pueblo Vida, and tons of my friends I'm forgetting. But, like, yeah. these people weren't around four years ago in most cases. Right. And they're putting out some incredible beer. We just want people to hear 
their names and go visit them. We want yeah. more well, traction and, in their market. And it's not just... Ours specifically, too. Yeah, it's not just major cities either. Last time I was up in Ontario, I hit so many breweries in little nothing cities, you know, and it, it's going up on, in Canada, too. Like, this, the, all of North America has turned into a giant craft brewery, and it's great. Destination game. Yeah. yeah. You, you just find little places. Our part of the town. Yeah. So... Yeah. And to piggyback off of what you're saying with the, the community, that's probably what I like the most about all of it, is anytime I say something to any one of you guys, if I talk about one person, yeah, I know him. He's awesome. Yeah, I know we them. All know They're all, all yeah. And yeah, anytime yeah. I go into a brewery, I see somebody from another brewery there. I'm like, huh, that's the we guy know, from know, this person. Because she's yeah. a regular at a bar that right. I started at. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, except that Andy Rich from Dragoon, he's a bit salty. I mean, you mean Dragon Brewery, right? <laughs> yeah. Dragon Brewery? He used the best Star Wars memes. <laughs> Star Wars memes. He's got a pretty good idea, uh, too. For sure he does. <laughs> and I mean, uh, just to be a shameless self-promoter, when we talk about community, uh, and, and it's for a good cause, so I, so I don't mind it. Um, last year, we started the Arizona Beardwar Project, which is a calendar made with a bunch of out-of-shape hairy men. Uh, from breweries all over the state. You act like you don't want it, but you I'm, want it. We, we had started I might it. be able to be we, in it. We, we had started it to raise money for Teresa Sorrells, uh, who is the wife of Greg Sorrells, one of the owners of the Beer Research Institute. Unfortunately, she lost her battle to cancer in 2016, um, and, and the money raised from the calendar helped Greg get out of the rest of the debt that he had, he had accrued. And life Life's shitty. It gets in the way, and you just try to help your friends get through it, right? And He's still uh, a huge part of our... And, and Greg, Greg, Greg is is my inner circle, man. Like I love that dude, and and I would do anything for him. And and just doing all of that, and and, and giving back to the community. Like I didn't want to stop doing it. Yeah. You know. So yeah. we, we created the Teresa Sorrells Legacy Foundation, and we did the calendar again this year. Um, we we actually charged for spots to be in it because I don't want to oh, pay for cool. production costs up front. Yeah. I don't feel that I should have to. You should uh, for charity. Um, you know, uh, we had already put out a successful calendar, so everyone showed up with their A game this year, right? Every we had to single turn away this year. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sold out every single month in thirty minutes. At a, at well done. Bucks nice. a spot. That's great. And, and and everyone like got invested. You know, every like last year when we did all the media promotions, I did like six media promotions. I got like a handful of people to show up. This year I, we got much far less, but like everyone showed up. You know, the the launch uh, and Michael Ann at the shop beer company in, in Tempe. She's a huge part of what we do. You know, she takes all the pictures for us. Um, myself and Dan Chenier, who's a, a, a rep for Ballast Point Brewery. Yeah, we've had Dan Chenier on the show yeah. back when he was with Mother Road. D- yep. Dan is my best friend. And, and he is an incredible individual. Um, so we uh, together have a, a company called Stonecutter Industries. And so that's where the calendar comes from, and that's where our Make America Warm and a few of our other charitable aspects come from. If nice. you've ever had an opportunity to be at BRI on Halloween, we throw an incredible birthday bash. Nice. Uh, it is... Uh, it's his birthday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's also standing room only. Uh, I noticed how he left that out. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, we're reaching it, that. It, it, it is a good time. He I mean, he has that uh, unfortunately, uh, we were only going to do the... We, we did it trilogy style like a movie. Okay. <laughs> we did it trilogy style for a movie. And then... So we did our third one this last year. So... I think we've hung up the hat on it, um, but we'll probably do some more stuff in the future. I, you know, we're just, it feels selfish to live this life and not just do everything in your power to give back every day. Yeah. yeah. To kind of encapsulate the mood. And to do it with beer. That's great. It makes yeah. it that much easier yeah. and more fun. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Like we're happy to be a part of it. Yeah, and I'm and glad my you guys boss just told me continued it. Yeah. yeah. I definitely did because <laughs> it's, I it's a good drag because I like to hear myself talk. Yeah, <laughs> I watched you just sitting there, just getting all lonely. So <laughs> you kind of had to. It was just like I'm, oh. I'm enjoying mine. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's 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 delightful beer. Yeah. Um, it's a lifestyle. It's the one <laughs> thing the day he hired me, it's a lifestyle. And I appreciate it. Sharing is caring, Sam. Sharing is caring. Yeah. And Mandy just shared her beer with me. Yeah. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. I'm pretty sure that's what Nate Dog meant by that. Right? The poet Nate Dog, definitely a great quote. I'll drink a little of that. Yeah. I love the Beer Institute. You brought that up, and I'm like, I love that. In the pint glass. (laughs) Oh, the Beer Research Institute? I love the beer institute. Yeah, my, my wife works there. Uh, she was just by here a second ago. Um, it's conveniently right next to AMC Mesa Grand. So exactly. I can go there, have flights, and then go watch a movie. Yeah, have a couple, yeah. It's great. A few drinks, use your movie pass. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. For sure. And I mean, if you're in any way subversive to the government, it's a great place to hang out with like minded people. Yeah. I mean, hashtag taxation theft is on the bottom of every receipt. Super nice. fun. So I caused a huge argument because I, I went there before I went to see Star Wars. <laughs> and they did a huge thing. They changed some of their names to yeah. do Star Wars themed, and it was great and hilarious. They actually, no, they made One-Handed Jedi they did, specifically they for that made, release. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the beer eye, yeah. yeah, yeah, they made that Which beer. was good. It was oh, good. Uh, they had some other ones that they did some fun names Oh, for. no, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it was yeah. great. They always do a, 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 a big fun stuff for Star Wars. Yeah. But Has anybody so, ever gotten a one-handed Jedi? It's pretty good. <laughs> the IPA is delicious. Involves sir. a tickle. I'm not going to tell where. <laughs> <laughs> Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Go to your safe place. Yeah. Yeah. But I went in there and I, I started making like arguments of like, hey, they could they could do better in certain aspects. Like just, I mean, I love the new Star Wars movies. Yeah. Everyone everyone here knows. But I just made the comments, and, like, one guy got really mad. Was it me? No, it was not <laughs> no. you. Oh, okay. It's not you. Can be. <laughs> I, was, hear what I, I was yelling at someone to be all right about Star Wars the other day, so he could have been me. Yeah. I just wanted to start an argument about it. So one guy got really mad at me because he thought I was saying that they were bad, which was not my statement. I just said they could do some aspects better because I know that the books aren't canon, but there's stuff in the books that would make the movies better. But there's uh, stuff it, so, books that are now considered yeah, yeah, there was stuff. They're I taking their the comments All the Marvel back. stuff is. So, yeah. so <laughs> that's so. I like what you touched on here, yeah. and so here's an incredible point. So, for those of us that are a little in the advanced years, um, the original trilogy is our home, right? Because, well, I mean, like, look at it. So, okay. I'm only four, a year th- old four through six is my original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. My brother's original trilogy is one through three, and then my daughter's is going to be seven through nine. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Plus three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rogue, Rogue One, I felt, was like that story that should have just like kind of always been told that, that never really kind of was. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like, like you, you know exactly what happened. They, they, they say it in the first like ten minutes of the, the first movie. But they took that and they, 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 you know, they took the storytelling process and they... And they made it this incredible thing, but yeah. the best part was you—you you knew how it ended, but you still thought, like, man, you, there's you, a chance you, it's you, not going to end you, that way. You, you still know, oh. yeah, you know, going in, it's a Shakespearean tragedy, and there, there's a part of you that attaches to these incredible, polarizing characters, and you wanted to like, 
you're like, no, like they're going to make it out and they'll pop up in like eight. You're like, yeah. you're, you're justifying it in your head mm-hmm. because because it actually fucking means that much to you. You know yeah. what I mean? want it to so yeah. bad. And so to pivot from that, the EU, I've read a ton of it, like I, Jedi, and the Darksaber series, and like, you know, Kevin J. Anderson with Splinter of the Mind's Eye, like back in the 80s, like has contributed a ton to the Star Wars, you know, collective... Co- yeah, yeah. Co- collective yeah. universe. You know, even... You know, uh, they, they had said at one point, you know, uh, Shadows of the Empire, which was uh, an exclusive game for the Nintendo 64, was official canon. Yeah. Like, right. And then, you know, Disney buys it and things and stuff like that. But to your point, when, when you have EU canon and then, you know, you have regular stuff and people are like, well, you know, that's not. So I have an interesting comparison. The Walking Dead. Follow me. <laughs> Follow me. I like this already. When you like have, okay. when you have incredible, not good, not okay, not great, incredible source material, to ignore it is nearly a travesty to the storytelling process itself. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to, to Zack Snyder 300 spill comic <laughs> panels onto the screen. I've seen that. It's incredible. Yeah. I don't need that every time. What I need... What I, what I need is a respect to, like, good material and and how you're going to, like... I agree. It sucks. There's so much possibility. There's so much good that could come from I, ha- I have a huge hate love relationship with that show, and and and, and I and I loved it because everyone continues to watch it. Well, right. I mean, yeah, losing my virginity could have been better, but I can't take it back. You know what I mean? So, exactly. <laughs> and, that's when, and that's why you get mad watching right. Walking Dead. It's like it, I, I, I get mad, and then and then like the newest seasons, they've like honored like well, seasons like six, five, and six, like the most comic book iconic. And then I'm like, I've been so mad at you for like two seasons. Like, well, why are you do? doing this? They, they just pull like little key points from the comic book, and, they just, <laughs> and then they're just like, all it takes is one to drag you back in. All you non-believers, that, that, that one little, <laughs> so that I, little point. I, 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 I do. Like, oh, this is a good show again. No, <laughs> I have an enormous <laughs> problem with the fact that. So here's something interesting for, for people who watch Walking Dead, whether you care or not. In the comics, Carl doesn't die for a long time. Coral. He's awesome. Coral. He, nor should he die at all. And when he dies in the comics, it is a... He should it, have learned enough and he won. That's it. He, <laughs> that's how it stopped He should have died. He should have died. I love it. It's great. But he died a gangster's death. That's it's all there is to it. I know. It's a safe bet that Carl won't die. And, and then... Or, or, sorry. Not, sorry. 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 Spoilers. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking about Carl. My bad. Dale. Dale. Not Carl. Dale. Is Carl dead? I don't even know. Dale. I hope so. Dale dies in season two in the show. In the Great. comics, he lasts until issue 88. Yeah, he's in which there a is, while. Whoa. He's in yeah, there a he, while. he marries Andrea. Like, it's this whole... Like, they, they changed, like, that part. But he, there's a scene where there's a new character who they give Dale's death to, where he's, like, you know, being eaten by the cannibals, and he just laughs at him. Yeah, yeah. In the show, they give that they give that death to another character, which means they know they knew that was great source material, but they didn't utilize it when they knew they should have been feeding a fan base, right? So, I thought a long time ago that we had all proved that fanboys make or break nerddom, right? That if you want to well, live yeah. in the yeah. so superheroes and Star Wars and the, like, let's just call it the geek era. That it, it like 
westerns, that era of film was 70 years long. 70 years. Oh, yeah, right. it lasted forever. A long time. We're not even 20 years in, bro. Like, we can do some really incredible stuff. I hope so. And, 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 and I, I don't mind a rehash of something if it comes with originality, a take. You know, when, when you listen to Jake Tran talk to Kevin Smith for two episodes about the Fantastic Four movie he directed, and then the one that comes out, you can see how, you know, they just try to pander to the most lowest common denominator. Right. And it's not healthy, I think. Okay, first of all, we still need a good Fantastic Four. Oh, we're, I'm sorry. We're casting, we're casting. The original was done improperly? With, yeah, that's no, what I'm Ryan saying. Because he's only <laughs> Deadpool he's now. Cool, but, but he's just Deadpool. I, we need a well, good Fantastic Four. He's ready for comedy. That's fine, but we need so, a good Fantastic Four. I agree. I mean, I didn't know that the first one was done incorrectly, but that's just me. The, the uh, one with Chickless and all that? No, no, no. The... the the other the, one. The 90s, the Roger Corbin, the Doom yeah. one, yes. Uh, you know what? No, uh, obviously. Well, what's funny is that's that was terrible. the most accurate Doctor Doom on screen, the most oh accurate God, yeah. thing yes. on screen. That was actually the most accurate looking the Fantastic Four have ever been. Yeah. Granted, uh, everything else was horrible. Um, yes, you're, you're right. So, so yeah, let, let, I mean, the thing can be literally anybody, right? I mean, Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson, probably. Yeah. Um, I pick John Cena. No, his face. Oh, is John Cena. John Cena. Better. John Cena would be the perfect thing. Well, actually, there's only one problem. <laughs> he would be perfect. <laughs> you can't. No, he should be the Invisible Woman because you can't see him. Exactly. You would need. Yeah. So they need to gender swap the Invisible Woman because you yeah. can't see him. Yes. What and then they need to make the thing a woman. Uh, let's throw it at China. Uh, keep it wrestling. Hefty. Yeah. Hefty. Hefty. Oh. Um, I thought that's what he was doing. So, so he does. He does those too. We we, 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 we need a good Fantastic Four, right? Yeah. So who 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 who? Reed Richards has to carry the Fantastic John Four. John Krasinski. John Krasinski yeah. is a perfect Reed Richards. He was almost Reed Captain Reed. America and did exactly. not want to get in that. Well, go to shape. That's why he didn't do it. He saw how, well, how Chris Evans shame. looked. He's like, no, because I can't do this. I can't be better than that. So he backed away from it. So be a great you're saying John Krasinski yeah. runs re- so okay, and I'm not I'm not against your choice. It's a solid, yeah. solid sure. pick. Um, Who you got? So, but no, no, I, no, no, I, no, no. I mean, not, not in a combative way. Just in a, like we've been wanting to do an episode yeah, like, like this for a long oh, time. I mean, I so this is just for fun. I've yeah. actually never had anyone pick for this. You know, you every other thing in Marvel for sure. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I've got one other choice. No, I, uh, Fire under the pizza is my favorite <laughs> so, thing. So he said that. Uh, he really Invisible Woman. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Sarah, 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 Sarah Paulson okay, okay. from uh, American Horror Story. Okay. Give her Invisible Woman. Yeah. Okay, uh, I can get behind that. Yeah. First of all, stop making the Fantastic Four so fucking young. Why yes. do they keep making yeah. them younger? They're not They children. are scientists who are yeah. experts in their fields. The and space travel. Yeah. They're smarter than the last group. You don't need to shout. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. This requires shouting. Whoa. Passionate. You're just super passionate. Just bring super them passionate. in your direction. Yeah. I know. That's but yeah, they, they, they should be a mature group, though. No, they Outside of Johnny Storm. You could make him younger. Younger. But John, not... So, so, so Johnny Storm, in my eyes... Because I've, I'm, uh, I'm a Silver Age guy, right? Sure. So Johnny Storm in my eyes was always the young buck, you know, like uh, that you didn't want to give credit to, who just came in and was like naturally well, yeah, good at everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's the jock of being an astronaut, right? Sure. So Should Reed, be the youngest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. And Reed and 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 uh, 
Su- Susan and uh, and, and Ben. Uh, ben. 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 Should, should all be seasoned scientists, right? Yeah. Like, the whole point is that Johnny is Susan's younger sister. Right. Um, or, sorry, younger, younger, younger brother. Yeah, we got you. Yeah. Well, I, I'm still in the John Cena stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he's going to be <laughs> invisible woman. Um, Marvel, you're welcome. <laughs> Kevin Feige, give me a job, please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all of us. We'd all like a job. You steal our ideas anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so... I think that you could do anyone who's buff and a good actor is the thing. And I yeah. feel that, like, we've, we, every era's had it, you know, like, you know, there's Arnold, there's The Rock. And, and, and luckily we've been blessed, and, and people can say what they want about Arnold, go back in this catalog, find me where he's horrible. I mean, it's there's questionable, but he's done some great work. And The Rock clearly did much better work later on. and you know There, there was a different standard set for him, too. Well, for sure, but yeah, I mean, you, know you know go I mean? back yeah. and you watch End of Days, you watch Total, go back and fucking watch Total Recall, man, oh, yeah, that's right? Movie. And, and tell me after you watch movie. three powerhouse actors with a, an unlimited budget do that movie, that Arnold's wasn't better. Tell me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, man, he's the governor. Well, that's a whole different thing. Hey, <laughs> right. He end made it. End American days, Dream, not, man. Not bad. <laughs> he made it. And what was the other one? The, uh, the one with Michael Rappaport, where they kept making the clones. Oh, that was uh, the sixth day. Yeah, that wasn't bad either. Really. No, sixth day, totally on my radar, dude. I mean, that was topical for the time. You know, that was when the the sheep first got cloned. Yeah. Um, Even if you heard it was bad, are you not going to see it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Yeah. Well, I mean, in 2017, the answer is no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Right. But but back in the 90s, like Sam's well, point. Well, now. yeah. Yeah. His more recent movie could have been stolen from a book that helped write. But see, and, and that's, that's the thing. I watched I watched, uh, I watched uh, his first movie What's out of retirement. Netflix? It was all right. <laughs> the Last Stand or whatever. It was, it was all right. It was funny. Yeah. And then I, you, can't you know, he did it. The Expendables, right. and I was like, ah, I think he's yeah, I think he's done. That's just but, a big uh, goof anyway. Yeah, and yeah. it was in what one scene? So yeah. All right. All right. So we got John Cena and Invisible One. We got random wrestlers. The thing. I really think that Johnny Storm is what makes the dichotomy between Reed Richards and the rest of the team work, right? Because so Susan Storm is 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 is, is Reed's wife and uh, and Johnny's sister, and those are two intense bonds, and she's always got to pick and choose. Yeah, Reed is the old uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Reed is Reed is Reed is the methodical scientist. Yep. Uh, Johnny is the the, the hotshot who just is, is got natural talent. Ben is the 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 the, the, the tragic best friend, right? So, so if if we're gonna have someone like uh, uh, John Krasinski, right? That's how you say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, and I'm not I, I, I see it in my head. Yeah, it's, so, so no, no, it's no, 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 a great no, cast. That's great yeah. cast. So no, this is my whole point. It's all coming back. So who plays? Like, like I can see John Krasinski being aged up a little bit for the film, getting some crow's feet, like they did to Homeboy from uh, what was it, Nip Tuck, who played the uh, the the Jessica Alba one. Oh, Reed yeah. Richards. Oh, yeah. Not, uh, Ian Grafold or whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. That was a cavalcade of Fox TV stars. I mean, yeah, for, for sure. So, but you, you you do that kind of same movie magic. You get John Krasinski, maybe ten, eight years old. I mean, he's what forty years old. He, he yeah. probably yeah, yeah, without yeah. without so, yeah, movie yeah. makeup, he probably kind of looks yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe even. So the question is to make a great Fantastic Four movie, and we'll just assume All that's a great Alex cast. Phillips. Who's Johnny Storm? Uh, Derek Huff. Who? He looks like he'd be a Johnny yeah, Storm. Yeah, he does. He does. Derek Huff. Um, Young, good-looking, blonde kid. Like the Dancing with the Stars yeah, guy? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I'm, I, I knew. I only kind of know who he is because his sister is super hot and yeah. also on the show, yeah. 
don't know. Well, I kind of thought about Julianne for a student storm, but she was. Yeah. My wife had to show them to me. I was an Adam Carolla listener, so Julianne Huff was his partner on the show. Pending Super a Google. Hot. Oh, search. yeah. He'll Google. I'm angry with these guys. You'll Google sure. plenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, about, uh, what about the kid that was in uh, Jumanji just now? Uh, it's like a boy band kid, but he was really oh, good. Oh, Nick Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, Nick yeah. Jonas. Yeah, that He's jo- so young, though. That Jonas kid has actually started yeah, quite Jonas the movie brother, career, right? Like a yeah. Jonas is his first name. Nick no, Jonas. No, no, no. He's one of the Jonas brothers. He's one of the Jonas brothers. Yeah, he's the youngest yeah, one. I think he has like four or five movies under his belt now. He's, he does. He would be a good one. He was yeah. in Hawaii but, but He was good in that movie. He, he could movie? look almost 30. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how the fuck. He might be almost 30, honestly. Right. So, yeah. Close to there. He could look... Right for that. Yeah. And he yeah. was great in Jumanji. I was surprised. Yeah. So there you go. I'll, I'll take that one. Yeah. So we I actually mean, seen, him in, seen him do something. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think the new Spider-Man casting goes to show that, I mean, throwing it at young, hungry actors pays right. off. I mean, that it's kid so went and developed good. a Queen-specific New York accent with Spider-Man in six movies has never had until now. Right. right? And he's from... Fucking Queens, New York. How did that ever get missed? Yeah. yeah. You know, I it mean, wasn't they, missed. they didn't miss any of that in Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fish, Jessica Jones, all those shows. They they nailed Hell's Kitchen. They got New York. Yeah. And then for Sam Raimi at the helm, they're missing this. Like, I love yeah. Sam Raimi. And, like, yeah, Bruce Campbell's, like, your gold mine, but, yeah. like, read the room, Sam Raimi. <laughs> right? God damn it. <laughs> No one needs Venom, who's one of the coolest villains of all time, not just because I'm tattooed, but because he just is. Right. And it's interesting. Yeah. And you kill him quicker than he's introduced. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was and mad at the such studio. Such a, that don't know who Venom is hate him before they can even learn anything about him. Yeah. Right. They, get, they see him and they're like, all right, he's done. Yeah, that's, that's in and out. It's and Black Spider-Man. I don't like it. Yeah, See, <laughs> and he's introduced an emo Spider-Man. That Spider-Man's a menace. Bring me his pictures. He's a menace. I tell you, he's what's wrong with my marriage. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, it's it, it's it's that whole deal, and that's that's why I tend to like the the Watchmen stuff, um, because once I darkness in your. That's exactly it. So the Watchmen, that's, that's my jam, man. Like that, that shit won a Hugo Award. Alan Moore is also the kind of dude who doesn't even take credit for like intellectual property. He's like, I pull from an ether of stories and I just put them to paper. He, that that motherfucker wrote From Hell, V for Vendetta, Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm not talking about those shitty movies. I'm talking about incredible fucking works of art that were put to paper. And the Watchmen, and, and all of those works he does, just takes heroes and exposes them like. Sean Connery's character in the Levy Story Gentleman should have been an opium addict. Like, people yeah. are fucking flawed. We're, yeah. Like, I, all I try to do is give back and give to charity, but I'm still a cunt. It's fine. Oh. Like, we're <laughs> complex creatures, and, and, see him every and, and having to see so many people put on a pedestal all the time to, to, to be, you know, that perfect body image, that perfect, you know, give back image, that perfect heroic image, all of that shit. Like, I don't need that. What I need is I need someone who fucks up mm. and, like, Picks his life up together and gets on with it the next day. Yeah. See, that's been what my to the dark comics. Like, where were we gonna get these dark? Like, they they went away with yeah. uh, yeah. fourth place yeah. trophies, bro. That's been my issue. I everything's been targeted. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's everything's targeted towards these younger crowds. Like, give the adults some. Usually, some I'm the one that gets super political, but yeah. that's been my issue with Superman. Oh, yeah, this is me yeah. just talking. 
boss. No, no, I was just saying usually I am the one that gets crazy political, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's been my issue forever. I don't like Superman. I'm not a huge Captain America. I like him in the MCU because Chris Evans plays him flawed. He doesn't relate to and current. Conflicted and conflicted, and, and, and doesn't understand his place he, in time. And in the comics, he's so cocksure so, and like yes. America. And that that drives me nuts. I don't get it. Like uh, that, no person's like that. And so I don't. I've never been a Superman person. I've never been a Captain <laughs> America person. I've come around in the MCU because I like how they're doing with Chris Evans, his thing with Bucky. Like, there's layers. But like, onion it, an, layers. Onion layers. Mm-hmm. But up until like. <laughs> Justice League is the first movie I've liked Superman in. And only because it was like, oh no, I'm taking down these these people because I saw Batman and that guy put me down and mm-hmm. I'm not happy with that. Like, it's the first time we've I, seen any character Full disclosure, I have not seen Justice League. Uh, oh my god, go watch it. Yeah, and, and you can spoil whatever you want. Uh, if D, anyone at DC is listening, just let that be a message of how much of a priority that shit was for me. Yeah. Um, it looks incredible. I want to see it. Love, love, love. I'm not shitting on it at all. I love Ben Affleck as Batman. I think it's the... Yeah, finally. Yes. Hot, hot yeah. take. Yeah. Ben Affleck is the best Batman ever. Also, I'm not to say it. I will I will defend that on Mike while simultaneously kidding. defending that <laughs> Batman Returns is single-handedly the worst Batman movie in existence. Worse than Batman and Robin. Batman Returns. Like worst it. Batman movie in existence. I liked Batman. It's pretty Returns. bad. Listen, when you I go back like and watch it, it no, no, no yeah, I didn't like Batman Returns. Batman Returns. We can all agree that Batman and Robin sucks. Let's shelve that. Cool. It, yeah, it sucks. Batman Returns, you got to get two things right about Batman, right? He dresses like a bat, and he doesn't kill people. Pretty easy. So in Batman Returns, not only is he fucking murdering the Penguin's henchmen, He's smiling about it. He's smiling. Yeah. Yeah. He he, he ties a bomb to a guy, throws him down a hole, blows him up, (laughs) and then smirks. Yeah. Yeah. Also, (laughs) the thing that bothers me the most is you have Catwoman, one of the most incredible, complex, anti-heroes in the entire... Appropriately, like, well, see, and, and, and exactly, never been. Pro- I, I mean, I thought that the the, the, the Anne Hathaway Catwoman kind of gave her some some power and some wiggle room. Yeah, yeah. I thought no, no, that no, movie no. was awful. Killed it, yeah. but but so Michelle Pfeiffer, great Catwoman. Except here's the problem: you take a, you take a character like that who has this incredible growth and this personality and this anti-hero and they're complex and then and and they're fierce and they're you know a woman who's like half the size of Batman, keeping toe-to-toe with the world's greatest detective and the world's most physically fit man. So much to the point that in modern DC, they, they, they labeled him as a metahuman. He's in so much shape. He takes care of his body. Uh, they explain all of her abilities and, 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 and moxie and chutzpah and all that shit because she fell and she's crazy. Yeah. Fucking cool. Cool, man. Like, you, you take an incredible <laughs> character, you get the most iconic Catwoman costume of all fucking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe next we, to Julie Newmar from fucking, you know, Batman 66, right? right. Yeah. So that, that that stitched leather, like, it was cool. 90s yeah. body, like, skin tight Catwoman body. That's iconic. You know, the, 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 uh, the sewing needle, like, claws, like, it was just so clever. And then it's all, like, she's all these things because she's crazy. And then Batman's killing people. And then, she I mean... She can be no. She has to inevitably be 
inevitably be. Only if she's a villain, though. Batman's villains are crazy. Villain. She, she but she's not Batman's villain. But that's what I'm saying. 60 years of history has proved that she's not. If she's never a villain, then what is her character? She's an anti-hero. She's the confliction in Batman's corner. She's to Batman what Black Cat is to Spider-Man. Call Black yes, Cat like call that. Black like Cat that. call Black Cat a villain right now and you'd be wrong. You'd be I wrong. I like that, but what I'm seeing with the Black Cat though is that she's stronger than Black Widow. Well, she's more in control of herself. She's she's less concerned about how she afflicts Spider-Man or Batman. Both characters uh, acknowledged. She's more in control than the Black Widow. The Black Widow is literally there, literally there to kind of fight Spider-Man. Black Cat, but yes. Uh, so that's what I meant. I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, Black no. Cat. You're fine. I just want to clarify for anyone listening. So yeah, no. The Black Cat is always kind of there, but I mean, the Black Cat does have an incredible backstory. I mean, she's a cat burglar, much like Catwoman. I mean, not that Marvel and DC were all original back in the day. Sure. You know, and, yeah. and, and she's always there to kind of tempt him sexually and kind of like, you know, like flirt with him and then like just kind of bounce off in the night. And then she's like committing crimes, but not crimes that like harm people or their property. So right. it conflicts a hero who's like, no, no, so, so, so like Spider-Man's trying to like prevent like, you know, you know, the, the funny thing about Spider-Man is he's always like tangling up bank robbers and shit when he should be like, sure. Stop Doctor Octopus from murdering people. But, like, you know, heroes are fighting people from, like, murdering people. And the Black Cat and Catwoman, they're not killing people. They're not, you know, I mean, spoilers, uh, I'm anti-state. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the, the, I, I've always had a belief. Is that on record? Uh, <laughs> right yeah, here. just. The, record, the record's right here. Yeah, the, the, NSA's, the NSA's already got it. It's fine. But, I mean, when, when you talk about, like, logistically lawfulness, right? I mean, yeah. you're talking about if you're not harming me or my property or my person, then fuck off about it, right? right. And so, the Black Cat and Catwoman, and even Black Widow to a degree in Marvel, those are all characters that kind of point to that thought process. Like, yeah, you're breaking in and stealing from corporations, which are fucking over citizens based on a corrupt government. Like, they're not stuff. villains. You're doing bad stuff, but the bad stuff it's we're doing... It's called civil disobedience. It's kind of I'm pretty sure Black Widow said, hey, they're insured. A large, yeah. large majority of people would be like, wow. Uh, a large majority of people would also be like, hey, Superman, why did you kill 500,000 people to lazily not kill an alien that was murdering all of us? I kind of want to see where you're going with this. I kind of want to see where you're going with this. Cool, let's buckle in. So, uh... <laughs> the microphone like he's ready to take you down. So, uh, I'm not even going to start with Superman because that's too easy because everyone's seen that movie. I'm going to start with Batman and why he yes, Batman, yes, is personally responsible for blood on his hands. So, um, Batman's code of conduct, right? It's great in theory. Don't kill. Don't kill. Cool. So, Seth. after the second time Joker, Joker has escaped, every single person the Joker And that applies to every single villain. He's locked up in Arkham. Uh, the fact that Arkham is corrupt, the fact that the police are corrupt. If you read enough Batman, you know for a fact that Batman is just delusional to the fact that he just needs to kill all of these lunatics. And I'm not, I'm a pacifist by nature, and I'm not objecting the, the, the murder of people without a trial. Of people without a trial. However, 
However, Everyone you if kill, you are literally a human being, exactly. if you're a human being made of subatomic cold cells and you murder people and it's because you're mad that your wife is frozen and you can't resurrect her, maybe that guy should be put to death. If you're a crazy clown <laughs> that just own, murders people, maybe you're, you're fueled by diamonds. Who knows? But, like, let's say you're the Joker or... And, like the calendar, the calendar man is the single craziest Batman villain. Him in in uh, um, Zaz's right, Victor like, Zaz, yeah, yeah. So uh, calendar man is crazy because if, if if you look into the history, Batman has almost never even like attempted to stop this dude. Every once right. in a while, he like stumbles into his bullshit and locks him up. But this dude like murders people on calendar like dates for reasons, and he he. And, I mean, you look at any calendar and how many things there are to celebrate. You've played any of the games. You've read the comics. This dude has murdered hundreds of people. It's and Batman just keeps locking him up. <laughs> oh, Arkham's free again because the warden's corrupt. Batman is an irresponsible asshole. He, he's, he's actually kind of he selfish. He's the UN of the DC universe. He's yeah, kind of selfish. He, selfish. he, he doesn't. He wants to keep on. on top of he wants to keep on doing it. He only wants to do it himself too. Listen, it, it sounds like he's ego driven to be the hero. Yeah. He's a cunt. I care so much, but, but you're dead. I care so much. Oh, God, that's funny. Don't, don't glorify Batman. I literally started this entire conversation shitting all over Batman. He doesn't deserve it, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. Ba- ba- Batman, Batman's a great, Batman's a great thought experiment. Just like Superman's a great thought experiment. Yes, yes, you're Superman, and, and like, if you're not literally rescuing every person you can hear in distress every single second you're existing, how are you not a piece of shit, right? Then, like, then right. Do how do you job? not? Then why do you have that fucking? Job? It's not even, exactly. a, it's not even a job. It is a job. <laughs> He's not getting paid. He it's can, not a job. Regardless of having a suit or not, he can still hear people. He can still hear people dying. Yeah. He can't turn that off. He can't stop it. People die every day from natural stuff. But if but, it, but if you subjected any mental brain to like rescue, 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 be constantly inundated with the horrors of human behavior, yeah, like that person's gonna go fucking nutty in like a week. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Or, like, or like two days. So I mean, realistically, we're not expecting death on aisle four. Like, Can we get a clean up? Death on aisle four. God damn it, we're no. Superman. That's gnarly. That's, that's, a, that's an insane. That would be awful. I always have thought that super, the like theory of Superman, how they wrote him, is flawed. Because, like, the super hearing and the super eyesight and the well, He's getting beat up by he's magic, like, like yeah. all the time. Like, But like, I can't I can't touch this little rock, but I'm going to... I mean, this is going back to the movies, but, like, I'm going to lift an island made of it. So, and, and But if, it's a rare rock, but there's a fucking island. So here's the biggest flaw in all of the Superman, um, like, history, right? So... Superhuman. Kryptonite is literally just... Rocks from Krypton, right? Where he's from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where he's from. Where he's from. That is just a fact. And everybody there, seems to be able no to. No one has ever clarified if they're like different than normal Krypton. I read uh, Last Days of Krypton written by Kevin J. Anderson, which is considered canon to be the last days of Jarrell. Um, Kryptonite is literally just pieces of rock from Krypton, which blew up because of. Well, no one was listening to climate change. It's. There's some parallels. Uh, 
Yeah. Al Gore, you should have invented no, 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 the no, no, internet no. faster. Why did you tell so, the internet? So, but, but here's the thing. No, but but like when the lost city of Candor is found, right? That's the for those of you that don't know, that's the city on Krypton that was miniaturized and stolen by um, Brainiac. Brainiac, who's yeah. the the construct, and then eventually comes back into play to introduce more Kryptonians into the universe. So here's the deal. Um, how is it that a rock on a planet that you're from will weaken your superpowers? I get. I'll give you that. But kill you? Come the fuck on. So I'm supposed to expect if Superman on his home planet fell down and took a splinter of rock under his like foot, it'd murder him in like ten minutes? Well, but what if that rock is also affected by the yellow sun? Yeah. There's that. The yellow sun. by the yellow sun. The way Superman. So the yellow sun has an effect on so it. So what you're saying is what if every Kryptonian cell from core to atmosphere right. is affected by yellow rays? Right. Right. Cool, if it was ever canon. But it's not. It's not. But, so, yes, but, but here's the but thing. There's a reason. They have tons thing. of explanations for lots of other stuff, yeah. but they've just never mentioned why a rock that's from where he's from kills him. So like just like let's say for instance Superman discovered you know uh, let's say the Australia of Krypton that somehow sustained its atmosphere and is floating through space theoretically with canon existing he lands on it stands on it dies it's kryptonite it's kryptonite well you would think then he would die inside of uh... I think standing on it's fine it's just if it's for too long he can stand (laughs) that's where I'm at because being near a wall, go. I mean, there's yeah. definitely a Kevin Spacey Rohypnol joke somewhere in here uh, yeah. for the uh, the Man of Steel for sure. Um, but I, the, the Kryptonite thing's always bothered me. I hate it. It's the worst. But also because the other weakness Superman has, and here's something that people don't understand. A lot of people are like Superman's lame because his only power weakness is Kryptonite. I'm like, no, no, no. He has another weakness. And I'm like, oh, really? Not and I'm like, let me introduce how fucking lame it is. It's magic. Yeah. Like magicians, yeah. like yeah. like Superman's fighting the Hulk in a par- or, or Doomsday, even okay, just wait, just, just like they Superman like Superman like and Doomsday fight. beat each other to death, beat each other I to can't death. Wait for Harry, uh, but like Zatanna says, Superman right. stop walking and he falls down. You know what I mean? Like I've never liked Superman, so <laughs> su- su- Superman was clearly written by someone who was who who. Uh, who was not in control of their own life. And no, no, no. I mean, yeah. like, think about it, right? All comic books are representative of the people who write them. I mean, that's, that's pretty all much all the Depression era. era so. yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Superman is clearly written by someone who had no control in their own life and wanted to help people and couldn't and, like, felt helpless. Like, that is a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, the Hulk is, you know, you, you listen to Stan Lee. That is, that is written by a Stan Lee who couldn't figure out how to control his rage and, like, that shit's all there. Yeah. And so they're written by these like deeply flawed human beings, which makes them, back to the point originally, good, but there's so much incredible source material out there that Superman go fuck off. Mm-hmm. Right? This isn't 1950 where Superman is one of four options. Yeah. These right. greatest superhero, or human heroes have died in the comic books. Like We already know they're going to die at some point. We yeah. just are waiting for them to... We're seeing them in these movies... And everyone's, like, seeing them for the first time. These younger generations are seeing for the first time. Yeah. So I think these older generations are, like... Well, they always bring them, they always bring them back to life in the comics. Well, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Except, really except my boy. I'm just saying, there's a couple of these guys have died 
Yeah, they killed Wolverine, and and, and and I've been Wolverine obsessed my entire life. Dude, but Logan was so good. Did, Logan, you, did Lo- you see on the wall? No, I, I saw it on oh, your own. Oh, yes, I see it. Yeah. I'm just saying, the, the picture is sick. Yes. I saw it. Marvel Comics presents once you see it. Um, so Logan deserves an Oscar, and fuck anyone who doesn't think so. Right? Oh, yeah. Hugh Jackman gave every fucking ounce of everything he's ever had into that role. Mm-hmm. And if you understand what that role has meant to him over time, beyond a superhero movie, like, he took everything into that movie. Uh, he said he would come back for Old Man Logan or for uh, Hulk vs. Yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. So, I mean, now that uh, Disney can do it, let's here, yeah. here, 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 here's hoping, right? You know, yeah, but they, I have they, no they, idea. They, I don't they, know they, though. But Hogan, Logan was so good. I don't know if ending. I want to like. But also here, but here's the thing. Uh, so, so here again, here's a source material argument, right? So you have they kill Wolverine, and yeah, and I've been following. I own Wolverine number one in like nine point eight condition. Like it is my fucking gem. He is complex. He is the antihero. He is he 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 is he is tortured. He is haunted. He is everything. He, he is the most. He's the most complicated hero in the in the industry. They kill him, and my only thought is just leave him dead. If you're gonna kill him, do me the service and just fucking leave him alone. And now, and now he's dead. In the comics, they just left him dead. You know, nope. his, his daughter has taken up the mantle. He's back. Gone. There's there's a whole all new Wolverine, and like that's it. You know, Wolverine is now a woman, and it's Wolverine's daughter. And that's a that's a great direction for the movies to go. They set that up in Logan X twenty three, uh, you know, and it's there's this whole like path he's back in the comics. Yeah, just so you know, yeah. well, he's already back. We'll see Hugh Jackman. And yeah, Wolverine, oh, is it? yeah. Like, see, uh, uh, I, 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 I took six months off reading. Yeah. I, I know the old man Logan was running around, which I, I wasn't a fan of. I I, I liked yeah. Logan the movie better than the. Old Man Logan comic book. See, the Old Man Logan, the original Old Man Logan uh, ten-issue run. Yeah. One of my favorite. Really? Spidey Jeep, nine-year-old Hawkeye, Red Skull still alive for reasons, uh, shitty Hulk kids. I mean, it's just all, like, the villain's Mysterio. Like, come the fuck on. Like, that doesn't make, none of it makes sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But it's captivating somehow. But I guess my problem is Mark Millar just took his wanted story. And just made it a Marvel story. Here, all the villains got together. Now they run it. Really? And Doctor Doom's just cool with hanging out in to Kansas. To be fair, Mark Millar wanted to do that first, right? Maybe. Well, no, he probably did, but well, still, he, he said that. But he, but he still did it twice. He, he wanted to do. Old, he wanted to do yeah. Old Man Logan first, and wanted was basically. He, he said that wanted was his resume, right? Okay. For for, for Old Man Logan. Okay. And and and, and Mark Millar's. Just an incredible writer, like you know, like uh, uh, Jeffrey Loeb and um, God, who's Joe Casada, and like just some of the sure. you know iconic modern writers. So I mean, Old Man Logan had its its flaws, no doubt. Um, mainly the whole like neutering of Wolverine based on a single battle. I mean, you're talking yeah. about a man who has like been blasted to his skeleton. And back. Multiple times, yeah. It's not even about unkillability. It's the fact that, like, so I mean, spoiler, spoil, ten-year spoilers. Um, in in the old man Logan comics, you know, basically the story is, is he's old as shit. All the heroes are dead. Um, he hasn't popped his claws in fifty years because he's just trying not to do it, you know. And because of that, villains have kind of taken over. But the reveal is at the end is that he is the one that killed them all. 
because Mysterio, for reasons that aren't clear, which is still kind of clever, because oh, it does... Big talk yeah. about Mysterio. So Mysterio tricks him, and he thinks that he's fighting, like, all of the villains in the X-Men headquarters. That's true. And murders, like, everybody. Leaves the whole world unable to help itself, feels guilt, puts his neck down on a train track, train hits him, obviously derails because of his adamantium skeleton, yeah. uh, kills all those people. Which is great. <laughs> which is great. Which is, which, is, which is phenomenal. And then that breaks his spirit for reasons that aren't clear. And that's my biggest rub with that, that, that whole series, the Spidey Jeep. I know that's Mark. Like, I'm just I'm such a fan of the storytelling process. I mean, if you want to like really take it back, Star Wars is the most basic bitch storytelling process in the world. But like, and I just repeat it, and it fucking works. But 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 but, but, but it's also more in depth than that somehow. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It is. So so yeah. I, like so when I know a storyteller and I know what that the storytellers like, like I just tend to get more into it. And that that's not fair to people obviously who aren't fucking obsessed with this kind of shit. But. <laughs> Yeah. I'm fucking talking, so... <laughs> I love that shit. Like, I fucking love the Spidey Jeep. I had never seen the Spidey Jeep back in the day. Like, I've read comics, obviously, yeah. but... I'd never seen that thing, and to reintroduce it, and then to have Hawkeye just be blind as shit, and still just like... Still driving. Book of Eli shit, right? Because yeah. that's of what Eli they, was crazy. Yeah, the Book of Eli and, and Hawkeye and, and, and Old Man Logan were the same thing in my, yeah. in my mind, and to see, like... It's it's almost like those uh, what if universes, right? Right. But just and if you look at it, out yeah. to its yeah, end it story, interesting for the older like the exactly. I get more than one issue. I get more yeah. than one yeah. issue. It's not. We get another round of comic book generation. And and to be fair, it it, 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 it was it was a good time to see Wolverine kind of written to someone who can't just solve all of his problems by being basically immortal, uh, and just the biggest backyard scrapper on earth. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, it, it, old man Logan was kind of like watching Kimbo Slice get knocked out. You know, it's uh, it fucks with your childhood. Kimbo Slice, R.I.P. Logan and Kimbo. I mean, that's very. I resonate. It's accurate because, like, if you weren't talking about Kimbo Slice, but it's accurate because you go into these with Kimbo, bro, thinking like, oh, I'm gonna love this superhero movie. And then, like, you go into Logan, like, yeah, superheroes. And then you come out, and you're like, that was not a superhero movie. I cried. So, no. That's where Marvel shines, right? And that's where DC hasn't caught on. Like, so, I'll I'll, I'll sidebar real quick. Kevin Feige, I I mentioned that name earlier. So, that's that used to be, well, Kevin Feige is a person. His job title used to be Marvel's continuity specialist. Also, kids, there's jobs like that that they never tell you about. Uh, continuity specialists for writers. Yes. Uh, you know, taking pictures of girls in bikinis. There are jobs they don't tell you about that you don't need college for. Uh, and if I'd have known that a continuity specialist for Marvel was a real job, I would be Kevin Feige today. Right? Kevin Feige is. So yeah, he is now job. actually yeah. so research. The name is not important. The job well, title is way yeah. better. <laughs> well, actually, it's even it's even more incredible. So when when Disney bought Marvel. Uh, he reported directly to the to, to the head of Marvel, who reported directly to the head of DC, uh, and that the dude that was the head of Marvel was the dude knowing, making all the Marvel movies on like that super kind of like lower thin budget. That guy got ousted first year, and Kevin Feige directly reports to the head of Disney moving forward, right? And so um, I always kind of like digress a little too far, but um, when, when when Marvel makes these th- these movies, right? They're uh, they're playing a different game than DC, and and DC might figure it out someday, but it hasn't been today, 
Because what Marvel does is they're like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, we're not going to make a superhero movie. Let's find out what about these superheroes, like, what genre does that speak to? So, Guardians of the Galaxy is a space opera. No, it is. Clear as fucking day. Any Firefly fan who wants to say that that's not why they fucking love that movie is no, either is. lying to themselves it's or to you. The soundtrack is way better than the, the For sure. movie. It, well, and yeah. that was what... Music-based versus action-based. Like, you still have all the action, but you get a lot of other aspects involved it, 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 in Exactly, that. and so you have, like, you know, uh, Logan's a noir-style, you know, just, you know, thriller. It's a thriller. It's not even action. It's just it, it's maybe even suspense, you know. Yeah. And then waiting for the fucking coffee. You know, and, and then I just saw that Black Lightning uh, show coming on uh, the the TV. Yeah, it's coming soon. That, yeah. That's clearly going to be a campy style kind of deal. You know, Agents of Shield was very procedural. You know, uh, the, what they what they do is they just they they they, they latch genres to to. Uh, their their brands, you know, the Thors, the the Hulks, you know, Hulk. Well, I mean, Hulk is never Ant-Man. a great solo movie, but they 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 took a risk and they did World War Hulk in Thor Ragnarok, uh, yeah. and that's clearly well, going to work. And it works. Yeah, it was and awesome. So what they found is that Thor and Hulk don't really work great separately, but they're a great like buddy cop duo, right? Oh yeah. And you see that for several movies now. and Both of those movies go great with Grand Canyon double IPA <laughs> deep in that's the ground. absolutely right. Just so you know. Shameless plug. Um, but, you know, that's what Marvel's doing. They're playing a different game, right? They're, 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 they're genre-defying. You know, they're not making everything in the same genre. Well, that's what we go off of every time that Blockster and I talk about it. Ant-Man is a heist movie. Great. It's a heist movie. Uh, it was, was a spy movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a spy movie. So, like, you're sitting here, like, yeah, you're getting these comic book superheroes, but you're getting genres. Well, they're not just doing action films. Yeah. They're doing comedies. They're doing action. They're doing spy movies. They're doing heist movies. They're putting everything in there. And, like, freaking... Deadpool sp- is technically a rom-com if you look at it. Yeah. yeah. Sp- the Absolutely. new Spider-Man is basically that 80s comedy film oh, love story. Oh, yeah, it was a yeah, John Hughes film. John yeah. Hughes I was film. so hoping that was the direction they were going to go because and Peter was, Parker's 16. It's yeah. Let him fall perfect. in love with Gwen Stacy. Like, let me see it. Like, be John Hughes well, about it. Like, it's yeah. it's the TV great. Shows. It works so well. For and that's sure. what we've missed in Spider-Man movies. Because while I don't... I like Spider-Man 1 and 2, like the original... Maguire. Maguire movies. Yeah. Those were fun. Three was fucking awful. Whatever. We'll forget it. But like, it still didn't feel like Spider-Man to me. It just felt like some weird timepiece that fit for right there. But like, this is the first time I walked in and then walked out and I was like, that was the Spider-Man that I wanted. That's the Spider-Man from cartoons, comics. That's what I wanted. That was by Peter Parker. Yes. For sure. That was by Peter Parker, which is more important than anything else. Everyone always always tried to give you Spider-Man, but what we needed was Peter Parker, and we never had Peter Parker. We just had Spider-Man. Because they're the same person, because when Spider-Man's swimming around, he's like... So, it's it's the Batman reference again, right? So, when you talk to people, they'll be like, so-and-so is the best Batman, but such-and-such is the best Bruce Wayne. Because they're different people. And that's what I've been saying. Spider-Man and Peter Parker are the same person, because he's... Quipping and doing all the stuff that he does, which is yeah. what I loved when he was introduced in Civil War. Dude, and oh, I just loved it when they were just like, yeah, yeah, "He's an awkward you, teenager. You, you he thinks talk, he's you, helping." Yeah, like, you, 
Well, you know, you, you don't usually talk this much when you're in a fight. Oh, I'm sorry. And then comes back to fighting. It was awesome. I was like, was man, great. this is perfect. And that's the thing with Ben Affleck. So, like, okay, so the backstory. Frank Miller Batman. God. Backstory. When, when Robert Downey Jr. was announced as Iron Man, I blatantly stated, Robert Downey Jr. is perfect. Yeah. The same. Yeah, thing. they cast Tony Stark. He, they act, yeah, they cast Tony Stark. Tony Stark. And yeah. that was my he thing. Is I, was Tony like, Stark. I was like, well, I was like, I was like, well, luckily, uh, they won't need him to act. They can just turn on the camera and He's call him, him Tony. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which was my statement. Exactly. A lot. You were on, on, on uh, camera for the last two hours. So. Yeah. yeah. And that was my statement. I was like, he is Tony Stark, which is what you need. Anyone can put the mask on and be the superhero. You need to be the persona before the mask. You need that Kelsey Grammer beast casting, which no one thought of, but when it yeah. happens, it's the most perfect thing. It, oh, my exactly. God, it was great. And that's perfect. why Ben like, Affleck, I was like... Why did we get more of that? Ben Affleck, I would have never pegged Ben Affleck for Frank Miller's Batman, but God it works. damn. And that's why I said, I was like, he's going to be a decent Bruce Wayne, because he's had to deal with the bullshit of being who he is as an actor, but then he came out as a director, and he fucking changed, and he was great as a director, and it's changed how he acted, and so I was like, oh man, he's going to do great as Bruce Wayne. They just have to give him a chance to be Bruce Wayne and not be Batman. Yeah, he did a, he did a lot of Batmaning in uh, his, his stuff, yeah. but and, and he's already kind of looking for the door, because... Yeah. Justice League, they let him be Bruce Wayne. Did they? Justice League, he's Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Even when he's in the Batman costume, like the the I bleed, the yeah. oh something's bleeding. That was definitely Bruce Wayne, not yeah. Batman. Dude, watch Justice League. It seriously is what DC needed. I well, Wonder Woman was what DC needed. Well, Wonder Woman was, <laughs> but it gave them the comp. Well, yeah. they brought Joss Whedon in for which Justice is, League, which and is that a great point it. to pivot on how uh, my entire point was how DC sounds way out. So, uh, <laughs> if they leave I, Joss I, Whedon I, in there, I, it'll I, be I great. I love the genre differentiation that uh, Marvel brings. Marvel does great with but genres. But DC, here, here, here's a few criticisms that are very indicative of the way they do things. So, the TV shows are all the same show. With different heroes, yeah, no, they Big, are. yeah, they exactly. are exactly. Flash, but you know what? I like them all. <laughs> I still like them all. But yeah, they're they're I'm not saying I haven't watched every season mm-hmm. of all of them. Yeah. I'm saying I'm not creating a lot. You also took uh, an immensely popular block of four DC shows on one channel that have huge followings, and then you fucking recast the Flash. What okay. were you? Thinking. So, no, wait. So, that was initially our problem. You can try to justify it however you want, but There's that was no a business-based decision at Warner Brothers. I So, here's the thing, because that was a lot of people's issues here, because none of us none of us defend DC. Let me illustrate that first. Even but if they're I, doing Infinite Universe, or, um, uh, the, yeah, multiverse. multiverse. Even if they're yeah, doing the uh, yeah. Infinite Timeline, I uh, still don't care. No, uh, it's, but taking out of that, like going. Because they out, already did that in the show. No, it's true. Yeah. No, uh, going oh, outside. Oh, crisis on infinite earths. That's what no, it is. Yeah. Going outside of all of that, I'm gonna say this: Grant's Flash would not have fit in Justice League. But would Grant's Flash have provided DC with what it needs, and it's a little bit of color and a little bit of comedy to all their dark, broody bullshit? The Flash they got did that. I'm he, telling you. He did a little he bit did, of that. He, he still did, looks stupid, though. Grant could have done that. But you, Grant would have done it better. It, you're you're it, right. He would have done it better. Grant would have done it better, but it would have ruined the TV show, and that's the problem. 
Because then you try and tie in the movie, and then they do but you Shield. But, 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 but Agents awful. of Shield showed that you don't have. You can pick and choose where you tie in. I mean, right? I they, should they, illustrate they, this. They, they, I don't like Shield. They, well, I don't like Shield. Agents of Shield isn't the greatest thing that's ever happened, but it did give <laughs> us the terrible Inhuman show. But that was doomed from that was doomed from the start because it was announced as it was, was announced, announced as, a as a movie, right? Turned into a show, and it was handled it poorly from the get. So, but what, what we're experiencing again, like we're we're in the western style superhero genre era, right? What we're experiencing is just like with anything else, uh, when something's working, everyone wants in on it, and when you're doing that, there are going to be people who who are are snake oil salesmen and sell a great product and 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 want to undercut and cut corners, Medusa's hair, like just why not spend the CGI and make even even if it's just the first episode, right? Spend fifteen grand, make pay 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 those fucking baller ass digital scrubbers and make her hair everything it was in the comics. And every once in a while, bust right. it out in the show. And they've done that with other heroes in the past Absolutely. with these crazy powers well, they and did stuff. that in Buffy, like, several times. Well, I mean, that's more of a work of art than Buffy it... I mean, and, 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 and to be fair, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is up for zero criticism here, so... Um, and Firefly. They did that in Firefly. Well, Joss Whedon, you know... It, there's he, a trend. He, he has some proclivities. Uh, there's you know, a trend. Watch Avengers. It's there, too. Um, but, I mean, all that aside, I mean... Uh, I guess we're just talking shit in 15 different lanes for too long, but I love it all. I really do. I cannot wait to watch Justice League. I cannot wait for more episodes of The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Like I, like I said, I was a product of the 80s. I was raised in the 90s. To complain about anything, anything that they make right now, feels selfish. You know, it, to, to it, complain. It, 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 you're it right. Selfish. To, to, to complain about the Star Wars movies is selfish because, like, you know, that's we didn't for my it. daughter to watch them bridge. My heroes into the movie—that's a fan service, right? Like, right? you know, like I said before, and one through three well. is my brothers, four through six is mine, seven through nine is my daughters, and, through, and and and, and, and what you have is you have a multi-billion-dollar company that understands the value of that product. So they're building a, a trilogy that they can build twenty movies out of. They, they, they you know, that they can kind of backlog everything else out on, and no one wants to talk about when, like, oh, Carrie Fisher won't come to the table on Star Wars. None of the original cast returning. That whole like, we all sign, no one signs, friends deal bullshit. Everyone wants to forget, just like they forgot that the entire internet lost its mind that Heath Ledger got cast as the Joker. Everyone likes to forget. I did not. Uh, but in the end, it all kind of worked out, right? We got to see Luke Skywalker one more time. We got yep. to see Carrie Fisher to cry about it. To literally have a Star Wars movie come out every day until I die, which is going to happen. To have uh, two superhero movies come out every year until I die. Like, to, to, to watch my heroes come to life on screen. To watch every single bit of this happen in front of me is is not great proof that the Matrix doesn't exist for me. You know, because I'm getting, you know, swirlies and putting trash cans and in lockers for collecting comic cards when I'm, like, you know, eight years old. And now... <laughs> There, there, there are more episodes, there, there is more geekdom, there is more of this than I can ever physically consume. There was a point where there was like six heroes and I would read every comic on Earth. Right. You know? And uh, and now I couldn't attempt to do just that, much less watch all the TV shows, yeah. the movies. It, Like I said, it feels selfish to bitch about it. I, I, I like to, this is like an incredible conversation. I, I always love getting in the nitty gritty of the storytelling and... But uh, that said, I love every bit of this, man. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine a world where 
Like, I'd rather bitch about Batman and Robin than to have never seen it. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And, well, I didn't finish and, and to it. Me, that's, still. That's, that's, that's still. The Bat Nipple. Uh, but the Bat know, Nipples don't even bother me. It, it was the Bat card. It was the Bat card. The, the credit card. Yes. The, the Never Leave the Cave Without It. Yeah. That took that me out was of it. Bad. I, that, that, might, that may have been out of it. That may and, have been when I shut it off. I get it, Robert Zemeckis. Like the time that was like the like quintessential viral video, you know, commercials. Sure. Commercials that were super popular. I guess were the original viral videos, and I get it. He was trying to grasp onto something, and it was. I I respect the boldness. But I absolutely am horrified by the execution. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I I am totally with you because. Now, I'm a product of the 70s, grew up in the 80s and 90s, Ooh, and, and it, you just didn't get anything. My, my stuff was Spider-Man and his amazing friends on hey, Saturday mornings. Don't forget Blade. Blade <laughs> well, that came way later, thing. though. That That's came, true. I'm, came, talk, I'm talking about the 80s still. I, I was a child in the 80s. Like, I was four years old when it was 1980, and I'm like, I man. Think, I still think Blade was the first big push. Blade was there. The to Crow was another one. The Blade and Crow were like the two like movies that like initiated comic it. book. You can do this stuff, but like being more. But I had to suffer through some bad Punisher yeah, movies some and more some bad uh, stuff from back in the day. I mean, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck I mean, was there's the first a lot Marvel of like. I'm not, not going to claim Howard the Duck. I'm sorry. Really? I mean, you know no shame. No shame. Howard the Duck. These earlier times are definitely been introduced by my boss and mentor Alexander Phillips, who he doesn't like to be. Labeled very often, but I don't. He's kind of okay, I guess. Don't but. don't put labels on me. Um, you're all right, I like Alexander him. Phillips. He lives at this address. <laughs> don't do that; I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> uh, the NSA already knows where I live. Oh, it's fine. No need to do their job for them. Uh, no, but I mean, it, it, it's great, and uh, and what a great place to be talking, you know, about general nerd. And what I'm really hoping is that they uh, someday find the. Uh, the the five player X Men cabinet. Oh man, uh, one of my all time favorite cabinets. I That'd mean, be great. worth the grid, right? So I mean, obviously talking about these kind of games yes. makes sense. And um, it was one of the first things I looked for when I came in here. Not that I expected them to have it. I mean, it's, it's still it's, got it's the four player Ninja Turtle. I'm though. telling you, Matt could probably I, make built, it happen. Well, actually, I'm building. Um, so. Spoilers. Um, our, our brewery expanded. We told you that. So we have some. We have to do something with the old space, right? Yeah. So we've talked long enough. This makes sense. Brewcade. Yes. Obviously, I'm a nerd. So um, I bought an original, um, both original, both mint condition, original era Kiss pinball machine. Yes. T2 pinball you machine. You get an imitation. You get an imitation. I love both of those pinball machines. I was given a four-player gauntlet arcade cabinet. Original wow. condition. That's crazy. That's I'd crazy. actually sourced it for him and had it like, I'm like that guy in prison, except Grand no Canyon in Brewery and Distillery, your new destination location. Always great when I talk about prison right before. <laughs> but seriously, I can give him some vodka. Uh, so I, I sourced this cabinet for my buddy, and when he uh, and when he went to go get rid of it, he's like, "Hey man, he's like, you took care of me on this. It's yours, and you'll just come pick it up." So that's what? You know, that's, that's what kind of kicked wow. off the brocade. And so we, we we bought those, and you know we're having some custom stuff done. The owner Matt here is an incredible dude, and he's built a lot of custom stuff here. Uh, he doesn't know yet, but he's about to build me something for the brewery. That's awesome. Um, that's fantastic. But uh, and I mean so. The grid is definitely 
um, this and bonus round are my two favorite spots for this kind of thing. Obviously, Star Starfighter Arcade and Cobra Arcade go without mentioning for... It's always an amazing concept, and I just want to kind of give everyone their space, yeah. but uh, I wouldn't be lying if, if the grid and bonus round won't be just heavily influenced in what I build up north. That's awesome. Um, That'd be great. I'll tell uh, you what, let's close out the show yes. by telling us where Grand Canyon is located and where people can uh, come see you guys and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess I got distracted talking about all the other stuff. Oh, no, no, that's, what we, that's, what, that's <laughs> what we do. That's the show, yeah. So Grand Canyon Brewing Company, we've been open since 2007. We are located in Williams, Arizona, if you've never heard of it, makes sense. Uh, it's 20 minutes west of Flagstaff on the I-40. So if you're headed to Vegas or New Mexico, if you're headed to Vegas, it's the same direction. If you're headed to New Mexico, turn around. Uh, it's the same exit as the Grand Canyon, hence the name, uh, unlike other regionally named breweries. Um, instead of turning right to go to the Grand Canyon, you take a left. We just built, like I said, an incredible destination-style brewery. Um, we're, we're the only brewery in the nation on Route 66. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. I know this because uh, I wanted to do a, uh, I, I was going to call it road tripping uh, collab. I wanted to do a big collab. Um, like I said, I'm huge in the collaboration. I wanted to do one with every brewery on Route 66. I was going to do a big media campaign. I was going to drive. I was going to film. It was going to be incredible. And then I called the Route 66 historical saying, like, you're the only one. <laughs> Collab with yourself, sir. Collab with yourself. So I'm so, probably still going to do it, but so only only brewery on Route 66. It's 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 the last part of the Route 66 that, that was bypassed by the I-40. Mm. So basically, it's the last part of Route 66 you can actually see, uh, you know, because it goes what from Chicago to California. Um, incredible, like you know, we do uh, gunfights in town every night. You know, it, it, it's the wild fucking west, man. And, you know, the, the, the train that goes to the canyon, you know, we sell beer on that. And the, the train gets robbed every day. And uh, it's just, I guess, to keep it short, since I, I literally haven't shut the fuck up the whole time. Um, <laughs> everyone loves beer. We can agree to that. That's what we're all doing. Beer's right? So all I'm trying to do is remind us all why we like beer. And that's for community. That's for collaboration. You know, we're outdoor-driven, obviously. I have inspiration on tap in my backyard. You know, that canyon, I've seen it 50 times. I see it, you know, once a month at least, and it blows my fucking dick off every time I see it. It is incredible. It looks fake if you stare at it long enough. It is insane, right? So we're clearly outdoor-driven. And, you know, there's never been a better time in my life than sharing beers around a fire at the, at the summit of a mountain uh, on a break on a trail. Those are always the most incredible times of my life. You know, chugging beers as you hit rapids, going down the Grand Canyon. You know, those aren't, those aren't activities to get drunk. Those aren't activities to, to escape. Those are experiences that you form with people. And those are the only things that I hold in value in life. That's why community and collaboration matter to me. So, I guess to wrap it up, you know, our, 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 our catchphrase is discover a Grand Canyon state of mind. And I guess that's what I'm pitching. And uh, we make some tasty fucking brews. Uh, we've done it for 10 years. Uh, I just like to hang out and drink beer and have a good fucking time. Alex is my boss, and he is the most passionate person about what he does. And I know he would agree with me it when I tell show. him right now he needs someone else to tell him to <laughs> shut the fuck up. But he really loves what we do, and we have a really great thing going, and we're ready to inter- reintroduce and re um, re acclimate is not the word, but the... 
Reintroduce. That's the best way to, in, like, well, uh, I mean, introduce the entire state into what we are doing right now. And we have a great thing going right now. Also, we're making spirits now. And, yeah. Oh, uh, vodka, gin, and rum are currently available. Vodka, gin, and rum are already bottled. Moonshine on the way. We're development stages of some specialty things that we don't really want to well, tell you about yet. I can yet. talk yeah. about prickly pear vodka and apple brandy. Those are down the line. Oh, well, Probably he does want to tell you now. No, so. no, no, no. Those aren't There's secret. No we samples. have secret things, too. No, I know. Secret <laughs> things, but he has other secret secret things. So. Yeah. No. I like it. A lot of things in the works. Grand Canyon Brewery and Distillery. Ask about us. <laughs> so wait, just so everyone knows, what's your social media stuff? So, uh, I mean, <laughs> 10 years old, so it's not all, like, on point. So, like, it's all pretty easy. Like, at GC Brewery uh, works most of the time. Um, so that works. Okay. Um, Google search will usually get you there, at, right? At GC Brewery usually works for well, that works for Instagram, everything. Twitter. Uh, oh, okay, sh- I mean Facebook shouldn't give you too much of a hard time. Uh, obviously, check us out on Pinterest. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be shocked at the amount of hits we Man. get off of fucking Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest, Pinterest is yeah. crazy. It's I 100% crazy have that. a Pinterest because, like I said before, I'm playing a different game than everyone is. Yeah. I am in every lane all the time. Always. Yeah. yeah, we we do it too. It's uh, we get a ton of ton of people to view our site. Yeah. just off of Pinterest, it's insane. Here's the deal, man. Uh, if you've ever interacted with your grandma trying to use the internet, you can quickly figure out that your way of using the internet is not the right way to use the internet because there is no right way to use the internet. And um, things like Foursquare, which you think are stupid, have been around 15 years. Right. It's it, 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 it's probably time to stop mocking Foursquare and ask yourself what companies are paying Foursquare to do business, and and that's where I'm at. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't I'm not playing for who's best brewery in 2019. Right. I'm going to be the best brewery in 2030. I'm playing a 20 year game. I'm not here yeah. for tomorrow. So um, that said. Uh, I just I love what we do. I love craft. I love community. I want everyone to enjoy. You people have been fan fucking tastic. This is yeah. Thank you. So much. Yeah, thank you guys. I, lo- I love talking about your stuff so much. It's it's so incredible. Please don't be a stranger. If you're ever in town, let us know. Can I shamelessly ask you to come on to my podcast now? Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. You. Of course. Okay. So we'll we'll work out those logistics yeah. off mic. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Grand Canyon Brewing. Have a great night.
now set me free. Now, mommy dear, set down your drink and don't you lay your hands on me. You've never been that good to me. Thank God I had my daddy. But by the age of his early teens, once my lump altered everything. What was this about master plans? As he lay his head onto his hands, it was said, "What's done is done." Shadow family with three minus one. Subscribe and download back episodes of Masterpiece Theater at abnormalentertainment.com slash masterpiecetheater. Search Masterpiece Theater on Facebook. Email MaskBlogster at maskblogster at gmail.com. And for more podcasts, books, comics, blogs, and videos, head to abnormalentertainment.com. You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.